Hey, welcome everybody to Five Pin Universe's 16th podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. I got the regulars, the Wisemans, and Adam Weber. And our special guest this week is Kevin Clark, 2016 Masters Singles Champion. Beat Tim Wiseman. <laughs> Beat silver medalist Tim Wiseman in the same year, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have the Regina Classic <laughs> coming in a week and a half, or actually a week and a day. Uh, how are things looking, Kevin? Are entries flowing in? Uh, things are looking actually very well there, Kerry. Um, right now we've got 140 entries on paper, but some of them are double entries and whatnot. But we're looking like we're going to actually max out all the shifts. So, Tim, that could beat your tournament. Oh. <laughs> it could. Yeah, no, it's great. You're always going to have those That's walk-ins great. and those triple uh, buy-ins and stuff like that, too. So. Yeah, if we can get over 200, we're we're always quite happy with that. But, I mean, whenever we can beat TPC, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to put a beer on this, Kevy? Uh, sorry, what out? You cut out? Are, are, we gonna, are, we gonna, are we going to put a beer on this? <laughs> yeah, you know what? We actually probably could. What do you guys have? Uh, 239. 239? I think we could. Oh, sure. On Rick's tab. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, Rick's tab. This is the last tab he's ever going to have to. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I can't tell whether you're shaking your hand or not, but I'm, I'm shaking. I'm shaking your hand. <laughs> <laughs> WCBT's just been running a small survey, and everybody kind of thinks the cut's going to be between that 2175 to 2200. How has the scoring been this year, Kevin? Has it been better than past or roughly the same or you know it's actually going to be i think it's gonna be lower yeah i, I really do well our super league we have this year we only have five guys averaging over 260 and mm. in past years we've had up to 10 11 guys mm. so it's interesting pinfall has decreased i'm thinking it's going to be about 2175 ish 2180 that's what my thought was going to be so what's the difference this year to be honest with you not a clue no, fair. We, we haven't done anything different. Everything's hmm. still the same, except for the weather's colder, of course. Yeah, that makes a and big we- difference. Weather does play a big factor. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. So Rob, that, that's what we're, we're thinking of. Robbie Wolfson will be happy. It's a little bit lower for him to shoot at this year. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll just shoot twenty one sixty nine. Yeah. And twenty one sixty eight. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, how are entries looking for the uh, the side events? The side events, yeah. The Baker's uh, Baker's full and paid for, and so is the the Classic Showdown. Awesome, it's full as well. Fantastic, it's full as well. So yeah, we're we're full on both events. The Classic Showdown it took uh, took a few years for people to get interested, of course, because we changed the format, yeah. mm-hmm. and now it's it, it's a pretty aggressive team event, and so it took a little bit for people to getting used to. I know there's a lot of people didn't agree with it and whatnot. But I think once they saw what was happening and stuff, they thought they'd jump aboard. Mm-hmm. And the how's the format? It's a five-game qualifier. Is it a four-game qualifier? No, we last year it was three, but we pushed it up to four games this year. So it's right. four games, and then uh, top eight qualify. Perfect. And then it's just brackets in, right? Uh, yeah, okay. brackets in after that. Nice. So it'll be yeah. It, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got an extra camera stream in this year, too. So we've got, instead of five cameras, we've got six cameras going. And then, of course, plus um, plus you guys, Kerry. Yeah. So yeah. It'll, be, it'll be seven. Yeah, the WCBT is bringing in a 
a newer system too where we're going to be streaming hopefully to Facebook and YouTube at the same time. It'll be the same stream, just people on Facebook can catch it on there and people that don't have Facebook can catch on YouTube. Cool. So That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, we're it's, uh, high hopes for we'll, it. We'll have the capabilities of doing that too. So, yeah, Awesome. Will, will the YouTube be live as well? Yeah, at the same time. Excellent. Yeah, because we're yeah. we're having a lot of, uh, I guess, people's parents and grandparents. They don't have Facebook, so they weren't watching the last couple tournaments. So, but Facebook has such a larger outreach for the WCBT. So it's nice that we're going to have both capabilities and hopefully have no hiccups with it. So, shit. Yeah, like you shouldn't have like when you you guys are tapping into our system. Yeah, and it's like our upload speed. We've increased it from last year. Like, because uh, we're high fiber now, right? And our our upload speed is one seventy one seventy five, and and our download speed is no, sorry, our download speed is one seventy five, and our upload is I think fifty. Yeah, it should be more than enough to handle seven twenty. Oh, more than enough. Yeah, yeah, because last year we were only running ten upload. Yeah, and it was fine with five cameras. So, yeah. hmm. perfect, exciting. This should be good. Are you guys getting in um, a camera crew for the finals like you de- have the last couple years, or no? Oh, okay. Not at all. We actually opted uh, opted away from that this year. There was um, it was nice to have and everything, but the, the big downfall is that it was it wasn't live, mm-hmm. and, and you would have to wait for two to three weeks for them to even start editing it and get it to us. By then, everything had already worn off. Yeah, exactly, and everybody knew who won because social media is the way it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we opted not to go with them this year. Uh, one of the big reasons was because it took, like, what, two hours for them to set up the camera. It was it yeah. was long. Yeah, it was It was horrible. a long break. I was horrible. significantly more drunk by the time I got back to playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for sales. And we, th- we thank you for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But a lot of people, I think, lost interest because there wasn't as many that stuck around. Yeah. No, and then it's not fair to the players too. I think in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's if not. they if they know ahead of time, it's it's fair for everybody. But yeah, when you're expecting to play within half an hour and it ends up taking a couple hours to set up, yeah, that's that's quite the difference. Especially when people book flights for right after and not realizing. Right, Adam. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Adam, you were one, weren't you? That that is me. Yes, not not this year though. This <laughs> <laughs> year he's going home on Saturday. <laughs> Late night. <laughs> he's leaving Saturday. He's not going to get home till Tuesday. <laughs> Weather yeah. delay, Regina. Yeah. Oh, and it's been horrible too. Like out in uh, Toronto. Yeah. Flights canceled, so I'm hoping it's, we're not going to see any of that stuff. Well, the the Timmins Invitational is running this weekend. They've had quite a few of the Easterners have to back out because their flights are delayed a couple of days going into Toronto. Yeah. So, JB, yeah? yeah, yeah. I think most of the people would have flown out of Hamilton, though, right? Were they going on the cheap flights? Yeah, well, the Hamilton. ones out of Ontario. Yeah, I do believe they're going yeah. out. Of so Hamilton. that that would have been out of Hamilton. So that that might help them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just know J.B. Rainsberger was one of the guys that said he couldn't make it now because his flight was bu- past uh, Saturday afternoon, I do believe. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that weather, it'll do that. But, too. I mean, I, it, that's, the, that's the thing about having the tournament in, like, the end of February. 
is that you don't know what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. yeah. We've been very, very fortunate. Well, Tim, you guys are the same way with yours. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah. yours that time Absolutely. of November. Yeah. Well, We're kind I mean, of beginning yeah. and you're kind of the end of it, right? So it's, yeah. it's part of a seasonal game, I guess. Like, what are we going to do? Exactly. Right? Yeah. We, we got bit a few years ago where we lost quite a few entries from Manitoba because that's the way the weather system was blowing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think we lost 40 entries that year from it. I think last year was the only year that it was nice. No, the last <laughs> like, couple years have been nice. Yeah, it's been it's been <laughs> decent. It's the first time I was there. I was like, all right, I can handle this. Yeah, so, but 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 nice is but, minus twenty one chill, right? So. It was it was so nice that Derek was able to walk from the hotel to the bowling alley without his shoes. <laughs> it must have been okay. Yeah, fantastic. Golf. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm rooming with. I was going to say not Derek. We're okay. talking Derek Golf. Yeah. Oh, golf for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah, did he that not it, surprise me? He made it just in time for Baker's. He couldn't find his shoes, and he was running out of time, so he he ran across the street in his socks because he was going to miss Baker's if he didn't do it. So, <laughs> so, oh, so we got there. And he ran home with him on too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, out of all the local players there, uh, who's your uh, who's playing hot right now? Who's your pick? To be honest with you, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, he's my he's my number one pick for the weekend. Nice. Uh, all right. I mean, I could pick myself, but that'd be arrogance, you know. <laughs> Adam would have picked himself. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed, Mitch would have. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doug's just been he's been playing very well. He actually came out of the open this year. Came I out of retirement that. and played the open. He, he played move. very, very well. Great that open team. team is solid. Super very solid. solid. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they'll have any issues making it to nationals. My own opinion. Yeah. If they do, that there's an injury or something of the fact that's taking yeah. place. Because they got I, uh, one very solid team. Put John Moans in bubble wrap for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and you, did, did Johnny tell you what he did to make the team? No. Yeah, he actually had a bang out in ten. Oh. To, and he made the team by five. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, which is really good. That's fantastic. I mean, and he gets to play with his brother too. Yeah. 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 That'll definitely help. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you look at the guys on the mixed team. It's uh, you can put any one of those guys from well, the mixed team up on the men's team, and it's not going to make a Barrett, difference. Danny Barrett, Salmon, yeah. Yep. Danny's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember who else. Johnny, right? Danny, Donny, and one more. Yeah, thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's three guys on a mixed team, hey, Tim? Oh, no. oh I, 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 I thought it was YBC again. It was just a double thing going on here. Now you know what we go through every week, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already know more about that team than he does, and he lives there, so just saying. You're assuming Kevin cares, though. <laughs> hey, if it's not out of Golden Mile, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tim, Tim. Uh, I actually, I saw uh, I some a post and poll this today about uh, if Brian Askin's going to make the the cut. What is your feelings on that, Kevin? I honestly <laughs> think he will. I really yeah. do. He's been yeah. playing really well. Yeah. It's yeah. the best I've seen him play in years. Yeah, and he's been working like tirelessly at his game. Yeah, he's, he's one of those those guys that average call it two forty mm-hmm. a few years ago. To he's over two sixty, two seventy this year at some centers. 
He was really solid at Masters, too. Yeah, I mean, he's working hard. He's yep. he's gotten into the right leagues where it's forcing him to to work at his game. Mm-hmm. You just can't you just can't go out and chuck balls. Yeah, you have to work. Isn't that right, right uh, <laughs> Now that's literally what we've been saying. You know, just in this region, right? You're you're almost forced to get better. Yeah. Um, just just based on the people that are around you. So you got to get into these these leagues, and your your average will improve, and because you have to be sharp. Yep. Absolutely. And once you start playing for money every week, too. I mean, it's one thing to go out and play for a, a medal or a trophy. Yeah. But once you start playing for, call it 40 bucks a night, times that by 30 weeks, that's a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sure. like I said, it forces you. And we, we've yeah. also added a, a couple extra things this year, too, to the, the tournament as well. We just um, we changed things up a bit. Um, with the qualifying, we have taken some of our uh, sponsorship money that we had last year and we've, we've given a high qualifier for each shift. So the high oh, qualifier okay. is going to get, they're going to get 200 for each shift. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be That's a little nice added bonus. bonus. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's just something we, we thought we'd throw out to the bowlers and I mean, it rewards you for, for playing really well. Yeah. I've, yeah. Al- I've always liked that. That's a great idea, actually. I think uh, I think KG used to do it too, right? Back in the day. Well, pace of play in each shift has a big thing to do with how well you're playing as well, right? So you yeah. get a guy that comes out, shoots twenty five hundred Friday morning. All of a sudden, they're going to get high qualifier money, and the rest of the guys are just playing for the spot. So adding that extra money gives you mm-hmm. something to shoot for in that shift. Yeah, for sure, and it's one it's every shift. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a nice little added bonus for you. Now that'll give Adam a reason to play all four shifts, make eight hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just make his money back. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and it, all the it's, un, it's unfortunate we couldn't we couldn't throw a little extra in there to add like maybe for shift five and six just so Herbert might have something to play for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so true. Because he said he, he told me he said I'm just going to keep entering until I actually qualify. <laughs> Thursday afternoon shifts. We're already starting to talk about it. That's right. Actually, I saw quite a few people were, were putting in for all four shifts to start. Yeah, they are. There's, I, uh, where, seems ridiculous you? to me. Was it you that replied to me the, uh, when I said I'd put myself in for uh, for the Friday morning shift, and then you said you marked me down for all four? All four. No, that was, was Rick. That no. was Rick. Uh, yeah. That, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if he was serious or not. And I was like, well, that's okay. Like, go ahead. But I yeah. sent him an email today, too, because I'd like Friday afternoon as well, just in case. But I, yeah, I, it's kind of weird. Rick knows I use Facebook. Usually he hands it off to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I, I think that's the only thing he knows how to use on a computer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Ceridian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Priorities. No, Lord. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Two hundred dollars for a high qualifier for each shift. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. All that on top of all the doubles money and singles money, like there's, especially with full shifts, likely for for pretty much all four shifts. Yeah, like there, there's definitely gonna be some large money to be had. Oh, absolutely. Hence mm. why we travel to these tournaments. So important questions: Are there any important. drink specials this week? Um, that's a very important question, and 
there's a possibility. <laughs> hey, wow. realistically, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> Don't worry, Kev. It's next week you got to worry about, not this week. That's right. Uh, by the time Adam, this airs, it's this yeah. week. We uh, Adam, month, we always we always give some kind of drink special. Yeah. Normally, it's just we we just drop the prices. As long as it's not a deep fried steak like Johnstone had to get that one year, I think it's all good. A deep fried steak? Yeah, the one year you guys had uh, spaghetti oh, with specials. Rack. No, no, this was there down at guys. the lanes. It was a lunch yeah. special. You guys had spaghetti on, and Johnstone ordered it close to the end of the shift, and you guys ran out of spaghetti, so they dug deep fried them on steak. <laughs> <laughs> Johnstone ate it because oh. he won't turn down food that was made for him, but he said it wasn't very good. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that's quite a few years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. probably the last time Johnstone qualified, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing daggers. It, it was before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's great at the Calcutta, though. Yeah, he makes for his money back. That's for sure. He always is. He's like Joel. Yeah, yeah. Joel Joel, can't qualify, but is Joel going to be there this year? Yeah, he's actually got the whole week off. Good. He'll be there. Yeah, yeah, there's like 19 weeks of the year or something like that. No, he's actually working on a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's he took a job in Musha as well. He's working for John and Musha. Oh. So he's just, you know, the government thanks him. <laughs> Significantly. <laughs> yeah, he makes a lot of money. Yeah, he does really well for himself, though. Oh, very well. But yeah. you, you see the hours he works and how much he works. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, we hardly sure. even saw him at the beginning of the year. He was working so much. Uh, but then he has his acting and all that other sort of stuff, too. I did see, it was on Facebook, one of their... A little snippet of a movie he was in. It actually was pretty decent. So, it was which called. one was that? Um, Wolfcock? No, nope. he's done. No, it wasn't Wolfcock Wolfcock. one and two. It, it was like a murder mystery kind of thing. He was a bad guy or murder or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, Mad Mad Dog or something. Yeah, something yeah. Like he's that. playing the part of Mad Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, just couldn't picture Joel doing that. No. Now I'm, I'm dealing with a whole bunch of politics and Braxton soccer, and it's like absolutely ridiculous what the, the, the parents are doing. And they, the kids, thankfully, don't really know much of it. But um, I don't know, it just kind of kind of made me think of some of the politics in five pin bowling, too. If anybody's gone through anything or seen anything. Well, there, I don't know, I'm not on any boards, so. Oh, there was always stuff like, Back in the day, you hear like through open qualifying, especially out of Edmonton, where certain judges of play would target somebody and be like a hawk on them because they have a reputation for maybe hitting stuff or having outbursts. But um, I personally haven't ran into any situations where I've seen any of that. But you, you find I think you find it more. Uh, to be honest, with you in in the youth, a lot of it is because uh, it's. It's the parents. Parents are t- really tough. It's not so much the youth. It's a lot of the parents, right? And you see that in soccer, Adam, too, right? How many 
I'm not saying upper echelon players, but how many even casual players? Um, obviously, the parents are always looking out for their kids and want the best for their kids. But there's a lot of them out there that think, you know, Sally's the best player, you know, to ever come around, and they try to push him to the forefront, right? I find that right, and I find society is a lot different nowadays too. Just because, even in our we grew up, if we if we didn't necessarily like something, right? <laughs> if we if we didn't necessarily like something, we had, we had to live with it, right? We guys, you know what? You have to learn to, to play with this person. You have to learn how to be okay with it. And now it's like, no, I don't want to. You can't. No, my son's not playing with you. Right, I don't. I don't like you. No, we're not playing or this. Right, and it's a lot different nowadays with that yeah. kind of stuff. Or, or you'll it. see kids who are at the upper echelon of things, and then all of a sudden, that parents seem to think that because their kids at the upper echelon of things, that their their opinion is like far more important than anybody else's, and they can weigh in on things that don't have any bearing on them at all. Um, just stay out of it. You know, at the end of the day, we're all adults, um, and we need to behave as adults. And uh, if it's somebody else's situation and somebody else's business, we just need to stay out of it. That's just, you know, just respect. Yeah, I think if uh, if a lot of these parents or people at the open or whatever, if they want to be involved and make decisions, they should become part of these associations, right? They Absolutely. Voice your opinion, but make sure it has some weight behind it, not just out of the blue. Just because you don't agree with something, try and help change it. Don't don't force yeah. the association's hand that has been volunteering and making this stuff happen. I guess out of the, yeah. out of the blue. We have forums for these things. This is there's an area for you to voice your opinion and have it heard. Uh, be there and do it. Really. Yeah, we ran into the same issue down here with the five pin. Where we tried making some changes here and there because we weren't getting the the turnout for the the players that we wanted. Yeah. So there was some zones weren't having teams. So yeah. some of the bowlers put a committee together and everybody took a vote because they were going to split it up into four, go down to four zones because that's mm-hmm. what Alberta is now, isn't aren't they? Uh, we're four. No, we're five. You're five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were we were going to go down to four zones. Mm-hmm. But the vote came around and said, well, why are we voting this in? We don't have any issues. Now the ones that are having the issues are the ones that didn't vote it in. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works, eh? Oh, absolutely. So now, so, now it's, it's a big, big to-do. I I have a hard time, uh, Kevin, and maybe I'm getting into this a lot. Um, Adam kind of, you know, stirred some stuff up with me, but it's good to talk about, but... I being on a on multiple boards, I find that uh, it's tough to be unbiased. Some people are tough; they can't be unbiased on the situation, right? right. Uh, they're they're on the board for themselves or for their personal agendas, and not for the common good of the sport. That's correct, hundred percent. I have a hard time with some on my five pin board, my Edmonton five pin board, and there's other ones I look across, even in Alberta and nationally, and I'm like. You're just here for the gloat or you're here for the uh, figurehead part of it, right? Um, I have a hard time with it. Like Dexter can attest, I probably lose a lot of sleep over it because I try to be almost too fair with situations and be unbiased with certain things. And For the record, yeah, I have no idea how Tim sleeps. 
Just so everybody knows. <laughs> Not a clue. Okay, Daddy. But anyways, that, that's besides... <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is that I try to be unbiased. Even even my center doesn't get a lot, lot of stuff, right? We try to push it away. You try to make sure that everybody's fair and equal across the board, and you're still not going to please everybody, unfortunately, right? Um, but it's it's real tough with volunteer position to be upset with somebody when it's just volunteer. But for me personally, I, I take it as a, a pride thing because it's my name on, on on the board. It's my name on this, and you want to make sure you guys have the best opportunity for everybody, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know Adam has dealt with it with his mom in the past, too, and seen everything before like that. It takes a toll on people, right? But somebody has to do it, right? So, no, and, and, I, and, and that's, I, that's I, why you're seeing some, some key members from some, some associations just pulling the plug and saying, I've had enough. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. If you guys want to run it the way you want to run it, just for the, the good of yourself, I'm done. Yeah. Right. And, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, you're, you're seeing that happen in the five minutes. The, the biggest thing I think is if you're going to be in a position on any board, you have to at least be open-minded. Absolutely. Everyone's going to have different opinions and, and that's a good thing because that's how, that's how change and positive change happens. If people didn't have opinions, then nothing would ever change. And we would just die as an organization, organization as a whole. There's a reason why numbers have decreased over the last 30 years. Right. So it, it's good to have people out there that are, interested and have new opinions so let them don't stymie them you know let them be heard and listen and don't don't be stuck in the old-fashioned ways yeah and I'm, I'm be you know beyond appreciative for for everybody who does go on the boards and who coaches and you know manages teams and like i said i'm, I'm seeing it now from a different perspective now uh more just a a parent in in braxton soccer and uh, just just to see what the the coaches are, are going through from the parents and you know the managers and the senior level of these organizations is uh, it, it's something that the the parents definitely do need to to slow down. Like they, these kids aren't going to be multimillionaires overnight. Um, you know the, the sport of five pin bowling. Uh, nobody's going to become a millionaire overnight here no. either, right? So the, the 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 common good is to push this sport to the next level and continue it for, for years or years. And, you know, some of the, the, the politics that are within some of those boards keep me away from the boards, uh, from a personal level. Right. So, um, I, I'm not that person that could be completely unbiased. Right. I, I know that for my own self. That's why I won't join a board. Uh, I'll try to help volunteer some other aspect. Right. And, and there's lots of other people who have that opportunity also. Um, now, the, the, the question I, I've got for, for you guys, uh, have, have you personally felt like you've been targeted in five-pin bowling in, in a political fashion? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I think I've been targeted, you know, you can probably count on my hand maybe five times a year, I feel like, you know, cause just because... And, and I'm maybe not maybe not, not necessarily all of it personally. I think it's just because the position I'm in, and they can they feel like they can voice their opinion to me. Um, but I, I, there's been some really honestly some really rude shit that's been said to me over the years. And uh, and you try to do a positive thing. Um, and there's one individual in my head that I don't hate anybody, 
I really don't. I usually get over it, you know, and we can move on and be cordial. But there's one individual in our in our city that I, I just will not not handle. Like I just will walk away from him. And I if if and if we were on the same team, I don't know how that would work. Just because he gets personal with things, right? And uh, you try to be fair with things and stuff like that. I don't know. You, you kind of <clears throat> at the end of the day, I've always thought you know people know who I am, right? And if they don't know who I am, then and you know will feel how this person feels about me, then maybe they're not worth it, right? So I kind of you know you kind of learn after a while. That's yeah, that's a thing too. These people that that are they're voicing their opinions and whatnot, and they're trying to cause some. Let's go. And this and that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. The thing they don't understand is that these positions that everybody's volunteering for, they are volunteers. They're not paid positions, and they don't understand that. No. They fi- they figure you make the big bucks, but you don't. You're donating your time and your effort to try and help out the sport and make things better. Yeah. But they're just they're just causing it, and it's it's unfortunate because it's everywhere. For sure. Yep, and like like we said, at the end of the day, if you want to have your voice heard, join the board. Exactly. Right. But if you want to fix it, don't don't I, sit there and bitch about it. Just help uh, out. Unfortunately, I, some of those board members are the ones that are spewing it, though. For sure, yeah, right yeah. across yeah. the country. But again, you know, going back to their personal agendas and out there. Not to say that it's on every board or it's, you know it's it's local or, or provincial or, or national. Um, but they are definitely out there, and uh, quite frankly, I don't know why some of these people are on boards. Um, they they don't further the sport in any way or fashion. Scott, um, to be to be honest with you, Adam, I can probably I can probably answer some of that question to you. Um, being on another board lately, the last couple of years, I've seen maybe some people that maybe should just move on. Uh, I just I think it's because. One is that nobody will is willing to take over that spot, right? And they just they're they're just a placeholder, and they cannot find somebody to to take over, right? And there there I always feel like I've talked to Dexter about this. You always feel that there's a certain saturation period in a volunteer, and in their in their position because you can only do something so much. What you've had for ideas, uh, the time you put in, and all that, where you just need a break, or you, maybe it's just time for you to move on. Um, and Dexter knows how I feel on my on my E5 standpoint. I think that's probably where I'm at. I've done my good. I've we, we I built it up from where Daryl is, and we. I just don't think there's any more I can offer to move it other than being more status quo on things. Um, but there's a lot of them. They're just sitting there because there's nobody else to take over. Nobody wants to take that role, right? And and unfortunately, that's where everybody gets stagnant, right? And our our five pins the same way. Yeah, we yeah. we've got a lot of empty positions this year, and it's just yeah. going to get bigger next year. Yeah, it just they're they're stagnant, right? And you know, unfortunately, I think we were in a spot um, ten years ago on the on the five where we were in that area. I'm not going to lie to you, Kevin. It was it was bleak. Um, we had plenty of different board positions, but you got to find the right one to get in there, like Daryl did. And he went, you know, Daryl does guns of blazing all the time, right? But I mean, it's a good thing. And Daryl went in there and changed the whole landscape of it, and then I followed up with him and continued it. Now we're probably, I think, the strongest, one of the strongest boards in the country. Two different ways of looking at it, right? And you get yeah. the right people in the job and stuff like that. I, I, the one thing I would recommend for anybody who's on a board, and maybe it's just my personal opinion, is I think you have to be a hundred percent open with anything that people ask. It, you're a, you're a nonprofit. You're a volunteer organization. If somebody's coming up and asking you a question, 
and you might not know the answer right away, you, you know what? You say, hey, I got to find you the answer, but I'll give it to you, right? What are we, we're not hiding anything. What's the point, right? You have nothing to lose, nothing to hide. So if somebody asks you a question, well, don't give them any fight back on it because you know what? They might have a, a valuable suggestion or maybe something else that they can offer that, you know, you might never have thought of, right? And right. I just, I have a hard time when people hide hide information. There's no point hiding information, right? If, if you mess up, then own up to it, right? You, you're a volunteer. You're, you're allowed to live and learn a little bit, right? So Exactly. Uh, yeah, I just I get, I, I get really frustrated when people try to hide stuff. It just, there's no point. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got it. Um, getting younger people onto these boards, progressive people, right? Um, yeah. Like you said, Tim, status quo isn't the greatest spot to be in as long it's good if it's if there's still growth, but if it yeah. is stagnant, the status quo will not work. It'll eventually decline. You you gotta find ways of continuously growing the sport somehow, some way, through your association. Mm-hmm. And and Kev and Kev, you can definitely attest to this. I think any association, uh, their how good they are or how how much influence they have in positive in the community, I think it all depends on our proprietors. Oh, right? absolutely. Be- because if your proprietor isn't going to be open to things, because at the end of the day, if they say, hey, I don't want any of this, right, I'm just going to do my own thing, then then you really have no say in what they what they can do, right? So yep. um, I think I think the sport of five-pin bowling combination of having good volunteers that are open and honest and with proprietors willing to work with everybody, I think that's the success we can move forward and maybe save the sport and grow it. Um, but unfortunately, there's too many other proprietors out there, Kevin, that are not like you and I and Dex and some other ones out there. They just are worried about themselves. And I think that's going to be the problem at the end of the day. Oh, I, I think you're 100% correct. Tim. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And and we're we're quite fortunate right now in yeah. the city where Rick is retiring. <laughs> and Bev has now taken over the Nortown. She bought the Nortown. Right. So you're getting the younger generation into the centers, which is great. And Danny's, <laughs> Danny's pretty much taken over the Glencairn. Shelley's still there a little bit, but not very much. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's Danny and myself and Bev, and, yeah. and Dave and Dave and Kyle, and it's it's that younger generation which is going to help help the sport out immensely. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I just want to clarify, Kevin. How old are you? Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right kevin honestly and you know the one thing you guys got going with you and i have to say out here in edmonton uh we are very lucky with it all our proprietors work really well together you know i can call up bonnie dune i can call up richard at st albert and all of a sudden be like hey i got a problem with this or what do you feel about this idea and you're like yeah you know what i think that's a great idea or hey you know i've been doing this how would we maybe try to work with that right and uh and we're not willing to, to hide our ideas. We're we're willing to share them, right? Because we're confident Absolutely. in our business. And I think that's what you guys got going down there too, with with Danny oh, and sure. all those other people, right? And well, it it used to be, uh, it was it was segregated. It was like yeah. we we had nothing to do with the other centers. Mm-hmm. But but now it's like if, if we're full and somebody asks which center should we go to, yeah, yeah. definitely go to the Glencairn or, or go to the Northtown. Here's the numbers for you. Yeah, and then they'll be they'll be happy to help you out. That's the way it should be, and you know, and, and Danny plays at your center, and you guys, you guys both support them, right? Hi, yeah, absolutely. Right. I saw you guys go ten penny a few weeks ago, so you know, you guys yeah, help with each other. We we all get um, we all get together at least 
once or twice a year and have a guys' night out. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and and we're not, we're all good friends. So did Danny charge you? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, what a cheesecake. <laughs> well, no, because essentially you're taking away, if, if he oh, doesn't, I you're know. taking away cash from their business. Yeah, I know. No, for sure. So it, it's business as usual. We don't care. Yeah, I know. That's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Tim thinks different. <laughs> Tim's got no money to spend. No, well, well we know that. <laughs> and doesn't have enough to shave either. <laughs> hey Kev, I got uh, some questions here for you. We're moving off topic again. Uh, it happens often. Yeah. So we ask our special guest uh, a set of questions, and uh, just like you to answer them as honestly as you can, or if you do have an answer. Um, so first question is, who is your bowling mentor? Who got you into bowling? Uh, my dad did. I followed, I, I followed him back in the day, like because mom and dad didn't have a lot of money. Doug and myself, we both played hockey and we both bowled, and they both came to the point of, okay, it's either one or the other. What do you guys want to do? So and we chose bowling because my dad loved it and he was good at it, and we wanted to follow the, the direction he was going. So he's he's my he's my coach and he's my mentor, and to this day. He spends a lot of time down in Phoenix and stuff, but to this day, he can watch us and tell us exactly what we're doing wrong. Yeah, that, that's been a real common theme across all our guests is uh, family is definitely a strong, strong part of their involvement in five-pin bowling. That's for sure. Yep. And that that's something these associations should be taking into account as well. These kids just don't come out of thin air. They come from families already bowling in the center, right? They're yeah, part yeah, of a exactly. fun league or something like that. And the kids are there watching their parents bowl and goofing around behind the lanes, right? Having, having some fun. Yeah. That's what the bring a buddy is so important for, I think. <laughs> right? Oh. You, you, you bring one extra kid in, you know, times that by 20 kids at these little tournaments. You hope two or three of them stick around and start building the sport. Well, you have that, and yet you have the kids bowl free as well, which is absolutely that definitely helps. Yeah, because you get well, Tim. I don't know what you guys had, but we Mm -hmm. had close to three thousand signed up last year. Yeah, and even if you can, you can get ten or twenty of those kids out of that is large. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the next question, you might be uh, pretty biased on this, but uh, Mm. this this is for any. Thing like Masters, Open, Cash Circuit. What's your favorite tournament? Oh. Well, I could be biased because I beat Tim, but <laughs> <laughs> my 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 all time favorite, just because I like the 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 team aspect of it all, is the Open. I always have been, and I always will be. But unless our association changes. Um, I won't be back playing it. Our association needs some some big changes to for for me to be back. Right. Yeah. Masters, I still love Masters as well. I just I don't I just don't know why they just don't combine them. You're There's saying been... into one large national tournament? Absolutely. I think that'd be ideal. Uh, what what would you propose? You could have. You can, like you can have it almost 
two different nationals, but have it in the same weekend, so you're not, not traveling twice. Because mm-hmm. that's just, that's just a big cost, especially if you if you're playing in both of them. But um, the formats and stuff, I wouldn't necessarily change. I'd just like to have it in the same weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reduce the amount of uh, time that these people mm-hmm. have to take off to play all the tournaments. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, because the more time you take off, the more holidays you're using up, the less time you have to spend so, with your families. So, Kevin, one thing I learned sitting on the C5 board, and I didn't know until I was actually on there, was that actually with the Canadian, not not like there's not for profit actors or something with the Canadian Sport Canada and stuff like that, we actually had to separate Masters and the and uh, and the five pin for funding purposes. I did really? not know that. I did not know that until I was on the board. Yeah. So there are actually two separate entities now instead of being like, you know, like uh, sister associations. Oh, I never knew that at all. Just for funny, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now you know. Interesting. <laughs> so the more now you know. <laughs> In that case, why couldn't you just do, just piggyback the tournaments, do it for like eight full days or something like that? No. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and, and have them both in the, in the same the same location. Run separate, run them, do all that stuff. You don't have to worry about funding. And then if you end up having like a couple of people that make both, and one organization pays for flights there, one organization pays for flights back, or something like that, split mm-hmm. the cost that way. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good That's for maybe. all. Could be, yeah, it'd be really. Do you good think for all it board. would be? Do you think it'd be too taxing on the host centers and volunteers to mm-hmm. run an eight-day event or a ten-day event? No. Not at all. I don't think so. Anyway, I mean, okay. you, you could have two different committees, but why would you want to do that when you already got one committee that's that could easily run both of them? Yeah, I, I like the idea. I think it uh, it's a hard hard enough time to get people to play a Masters set as well as the qualifying the Open because if yeah. you do make both, that's automatically two weeks of holidays. Two weekends. Yeah. And a lot of the young guys, well, that's all you get. You get two weeks of know, holidays. Are you going to be honest with you, Carrie? <laughs> yeah, you actually three weeks of holidays because you're taking off open provincials. Yeah, the provincial mm-hmm. qualifiers. Right. right. Now, the only thing I would wonder is that we're fortunate enough in Alberta because I don't know how it works out there, Kevin. You can, I do sort it, but not entirely. Uh, but in Alberta, we pay for all of our assessments, basically, right? A lot of us get covered for our national assessments. Where we we're fortunate enough just to go, we get a play, we're gone, right? You pay four hundred, right? I think. Yeah. Carry. Yeah, the, but uh, the central body covers a portion of it, but we pay the room. Right, and and E five does that too, right? But and that's that's for nationals. Yeah. That's for nationals. So we pay only four hundred dollars at most if, if your association isn't covered for you, Kevin, for for open nationals and for uh, masters nationals, we don't pay for anything at all. So for us in Alberta, why our numbers are so high is because we were very lucky with our funding. So how are you guys that way? What do you guys have to pay in Saskatchewan, for example? So if you had back-to-back weekends, would you have to obviously maybe your assessment might be less because less flights because you don't have to play you don't want to pay maybe you know two sets of flights, but hotels and all the other stuff. What kind of assessments or what kind of bills do you guys have to pay in order to go? Well, what what we do for the the open is that you have your your entry fee, of course. Yeah, and then to, to go to provincials doesn't matter where it is, even if it's in your home city, it's two hundred. Okay. So if, for the guys here, provincials are here this year; they have to pay two hundred. Okay. And then uh, for nationals, it's a 
uh, I believe it's a 60-40 split. So we would pay 40% and the association pays the other 60. And what is that? Depending on what the cost is. Oh, so you, re, like you kind of submit your receipts and get rebated back. Well, yeah, it's like your hotel costs, your liners costs, your your flights and all that sort of jazz. Okay. So it's mm. we would pay forty percent. Yeah, like you said, Tim, here in Alberta, we are we are super lucky. We have the AGLC that allows us to work casinos and pull a lot of that oil rig money back to bowling, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys are very lucky with that because we don't have any of that whatsoever. We I used mean, to be Tim, able to do bingos, but that was kibosh too. So, Good for you guys. So, so we, we got the opposite issue. We got to spend money, <laughs> right? Because if you don't spend the money, you don't get the money back, right? You, right. Like, well, if you can't spend $70,000 over 18 months, then then why are we giving it to you, right? So yeah, exactly. So there, And there's different regulations and rules towards it. But, yeah, so that's, that's interesting, 60-40 split. So, yeah, I always wondered about that. And I know other associations, like I know BC is massive for, for master's uh, registrations and stuff like that, right? Because we always look around. I know, I don't know about the other guys here, but I always make sure I look at everybody's stats throughout the years because I like, I just, I'm a stats guy, right? And I enjoy watching. And, and you see numbers like you guys have in Saskatchewan with the masters only having, what, like 10 guys? So right? you're a, you say you're a stats guy. Yeah. Basically, basically so, you just need so. something else to do while sitting on the computer at work. <laughs> so with like with your your stats figuring, Tim, how many times have I beat you at nationals? <laughs> one for one. No, no. What when it oh. mattered? When it mattered? When it mattered? Uh, one and zero. Oh. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's a good stat. <laughs> Do you know what, Austin? You know what, honestly, what it was is you brought that bully Sean Larson in the pit, and he's a one big son of a bitch. <laughs> he's scared. <laughs> <laughs> he's a teddy bear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's funny. Hey, <laughs> right, so uh, moving on to the next question, Kev. <laughs> I'm guessing the the previous comment you made this won't be the answer to it. What was your toughest match in your career? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My toughest match. Are you talking team or singles or Any, either or? Anyone. One that comes to mind that you you felt was the toughest the one hardest. either to get through or even the toughest one that you've lost. No, the hardest one to play, bar none, was, and I'm dating myself here, 93, we were playing in Ottawa. That's the, uh, that's your Montreal one, Stanley Cup, of course. Is that y- YBC? No, no, that's one of my <laughs> first years of, of the Open. <laughs> we were down in, um, in Ottawa, I believe in okay. Orleans, and that's the year Doug McCarthy was perfect game. And it was oh, in the okay. gold medal match. So we had oh. a beat... We had to beat BC twice. So we beat him the first game. And, of course, that's the game Doug threw his perfect game. And you think we we didn't even give jits for the second game. But do you think he bought a round for that? For that? <laughs> no. Not at all. That's hard to Come believe on, Doug McCaw wouldn't have bought you a round for that. He's, yeah, and, he, and, and that's when Ernie Afghanistan was on TV and stuff. That's when good old Ernie Afghanistan was broadcasting. And, it, uh, yeah, it was just the hardest thing to come back from. Because you throw a perfect game, he's got fifty grand in his pocket. Yeah, and no, I hear you. How do you regroup from that? It's pretty tough to do. 
in all fairness, though, Kevin, he's a postal worker, so he's always on strike. He needs to save his money. <laughs> he's retired now. <laughs> and he doesn't really need to buy a round when you guys, uh, if you guys would have won, you guys would have had victory room. So that should have been your motivation. If he wasn't going to buy you a round, you guys should have at least gotten into the victory room. Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And my uh, last question for you since we've pretty much talked about how you would improve the sport is uh what's your arsenal what are your shoes what are your bowling balls i know your bowling balls are old as dirt but still need to know what they are yep they are they're, they're the good old paramounts four and seven eights three ten well they're not three ten anymore <laughs> <laughs> no they were four seven eight three eight they're uh they're worn down about three seven now yeah. just because they're about 20 years old yeah and i've got the the good old dexter's the SST eights. Nice. And have you had any problems yeah. with those shoes? Uh, not those ones. The ones that the the white and black ones before I did. They were, and a lot of people had. They were splitting on us. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. They split right down the middle. We're right yeah, at the back that, of the slide. No. Yeah. Right. Right at the back of the slider. Yeah. It's basically, your uh, the arch of your foot. That's where it snapped on us. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a I went, but I went through four of them. <laughs> they they stood by their product and they warranted all of them. Oh. Sent uh, they sent new pairs of shoes out, so that was good. <laughs> the, the last one they said, "Here's SST sixes. We're not sending you another pair." <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! I, I, yeah, I, I said I said fix your design. <laughs> and I know it's uh, I know it's different, but I only do have one set of balls in my bag. It's, a, it's not actually that different. There's uh, quite a few of our special Hi. guests only pack one set of bowling balls. So, yeah. okay, good. And I mean, Tim. Tim's the same way. Tim. Tim throws one set of bowling balls. He stands in one spot. He throws at one target that he misses by an arrow. It just it just never changes. So you're saying he's a one-off? One ball, one target, one arrow. Well, but he he aims for the third arrow from the right, but he hits the second arrow from the right, and he's convinced he hits it. No, 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 no. no you oh, no, wrong. sorry. He aims middle for the, middle, he aims middle the middle arrow and hits yeah. the third arrow. But thinks he hit the middle arrow and throws the same ball out of I, I, You know, I really appreciate one podcast where you're going to rip me about my bowling <laughs> analytics. So what, what, what's, the, what's your mental imagery on that shot, Tim? <laughs> he's, he's mentally imagining it going over the center arrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's so Kevin. Well, what's your what's your go-to adjustment then? If if you're if move you more don't left. make if you don't make changes <laughs> with the bowling balls ever, what is your what is your go-to adjustment? <laughs> Shut up, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> my my go-to adjustment is a, move moving up or back. That's usually my big adjustment. I'll I'll move my line every now and then, but. Not very often. What about lift? I've seen you adjust your lift every once in a while. Yeah, I like to. I, I like to imagine that there's a shield out there. Pocket <laughs> <laughs> it over the shield. Uh, what's your adjustment Wait. on lane one at Golden Mile? Lane one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, play hard right. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes back left automatically. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Seriously what, what is the issue with the uh, the approach on lane one? There is no issue. 
Does, right. it, does it slow you down, Adam? No. No, I, I do that all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's got like a it's, it's got like a tilt to the left on the approach, but then the uh, the lane is perfectly straight. How many, how many beers have you had? No, nope. Rick showed us. Rick showed us. Rick showed us. Put yeah. a ball near the foul line on lane one and watch it hit the wall. Oh, fantastic. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the lane is square, but the approach feels like you're walking uphill. I'll bet I you know. a beer, Kevin. I'll bet you a beer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you have any questions for us? No, I think I've ripped almost everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except <Take>. Mitch Davies. <laughs> so, actually, Kevin, you, you can talk about this maybe. Um, since everybody knows Golden Mile and knows Rick, Rick is finally retiring. Yes, he right? is. Are, you are taking over as GM? Is that it? No, I'll be the operations manager. Okay. And then Donnie is going to be the f- facilities manager. Okay. And then we have a new food and beverage manager. So the oh. three of us are going to coordinate everything, and and we're going to run the show with uh, the three of us instead of four. So who is new food and beverage? Uh, her name is Scholastica Okafor. So from okay. out of house, n- not involved in uh, Golden Mile at all before. Correct. We um, we tried going in in house, um, tried promoting in house, but um, the individuals turned them down and. and um, for whatever reason, their, their choice. So we, we went outside, and we yes. got a, a fantastic uh, female who was from Leopold's, originally from Leopold's, and uh, she lost her work visa because she came down and she was working on work visa, yeah. waiting for her permanent residency, and it ran out, so she had to quit from there. And we were lucky enough to snag her one of her permanent residents at Gamer, and oh. she's been really good. Awesome. And she's awesome. You guys are really like when you when you meet her. She's uh, so, she's full of energy. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Perfect. So, so she's the one we need to talk to about drink specials, not you. No, you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> she's still in that's training. Awesome, you remember? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's awesome. It'll that's be. really good. And that's was it March? What the dad Rick leaves? Uh, he is done on March 18th. Is his last day? March 18th. That's his last paid day. Right. If you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Is he is he looking for a permanent residence in Arizona? Uh, yeah, he will be. Well, he has a trailer down there. Yeah. So he'll be going down usually in, I'm guessing, probably October and come back in April. That's got to be pretty exciting for him. Yeah, he's really looking forward to it. He gets to golf all year round now. And he's he spent 38 years in the industry. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's, he's due to retire. He's, he's, he's taught us a lot of, a lot of things that are very valuable, yeah. so which we're, we'll take forward from that. Yeah, he's definitely earned it, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's he's the reason why the Classic is the way the Classic is, because yeah. we brought it back. Well, he had the idea of bringing it back, and he wanted to make it bigger and better than, than the other tournaments, and that was back in 2007, right. and uh, it, it's been going very well ever since. Yeah. So it's good. And of course, I mean, you guys running the other tournaments and all the volunteers and, and everybody, the tournaments won't be the tournaments without the volunteers and the other providers. 
No. No. And it, it's nice finally with the with the WCBT coming in and the tournaments seem like they're working together a little bit better than they ever have before. And you've seen growth throughout all the tournaments instead of one breaking through the ceiling, cracking 200 and the other ones are still struggling, right? Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. feeding off of everybody else. And I, I just feel like communication's open too. Like if yeah. we ever have questions, it's, it's easy to talk to you guys. It's easy to talk to Shelby. It's really easy to talk to Mark. Um, oh, absolutely. It's just, yeah, it's just a quick phone call away and we're all good to go. So um, it's it's nice to have that. Not that we didn't have that before, but I, I feel like it's uh, it's gotten better for sure. And, and and a lot of us are, we're closer because of it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with, with you guys with TPC, I mean, I classify you guys as very good friends of ours. Yeah. With with, with the family and the bowling community and everything and then. Carrie, you, you've done just a bang-up job starting up this WCBT. Yeah, well, I definitely didn't do it alone. There was a lot of a lot of people no, behind that one to help, especially uh, Tim and Dexter. They were as soon as we brought up the idea, they were all for it. They're ready to sit, sign anything. I think I could have got t- on Tim's mortgage if I needed to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it always takes it, 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 it takes that that one idea to break things open onto. Yeah, and that happened to be that one idea. No, it worked. It worked out good, and, uh, and we're happy to see we're in the fourth year of it, and it's been growing and growing, and happy to see what uh, what's going to be coming through the pipes here shortly. So, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it uh, it continues in the path that it's going. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, we we don't want to don't like a status quo. We don't want to stagnant. We want to keep changing, keep keep growing. So, yeah, you have to in, in order to sustain it. You guys selling any of those mystery balls? What are you looking for, Bear? No, no, I, I, I Lucy's got his. Ask me for a friend. <laughs> what do we got? I think we have. Uh, I think we still got eight. We have eight more. Is that is that from your three year old stock? It must be depreciated value now. No, no, that's that's new stock. <laughs> new stock. <laughs> new stock, there, Timmy. <laughs> no, Mike Lucusi had to take him on. No, we have uh, we have Walt Brooks though. <laughs> He'll buy a couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You might be able to convince Herbert too. Maybe it's the bowling balls. Oh, you can there's a good chance he'll just chip one from either a hawking it out fifty feet or b throwing it against a wall. <laughs> like. <laughs> Or his head. Yeah, didn't he smoke one off his head once? Yeah, he broke his glasses, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I love the guy. He, yeah, oh, yeah. Too. Oh. He's such a comedy show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's so passionate, too, right? Just loves it. The, the only thing, the one thing I, that I, I want to just put a little blurb out there is that to... And it's not just for our, for our sake, and Tim, it's for you guys' sake too, that we got to remind the bowlers that everybody that's helping out with these, all these tournaments, they're volunteers and they're taking time off of their work and their days to come and help make these things a success. Mm-hmm. So if you guys see or hear of anything of other bowlers, belittling the staff or the volunteers bring it forward yeah we we had we had a few issues last year 
Yeah, we had a few issues last year. We almost had three of our staff, or not staff, three of our committee members quit just because of it. It, it was totally, totally unacceptable by a few of the boulders. And it, it, it put a few of the volunteers over edge. To- totally understandable, too, though, that if they're volunteering their time, they don't need to be uh, ridiculed or anything like that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's not just our tournament. I mean, it goes for all four tournaments. It, uh, and that, that's how they're going to be run smoothly. We, we keep the right volunteers and, and whatnot. Everything's going to run off without a hitch. Yeah, yep. for sure. All right, and this week we will go over the high scores. Uh, Johnny McDonald had a 1,005 triple. Kyle Cummings had a 420 and a 1,090 triple. Also, Jesse Bouchard with a 422. And Chris Wilson had... 335, 318, and 323 for a 976 triple. Um, pretty amazing scores. Um, once again, guys, if you want your score read out on this podcast, or um, maybe you have a new record in your city or province, please submit it to 5 Pin Universe on Facebook or even to our email address. But you can find that all at 5pinuniverse.ca. All right. Cool beans, boys. All right. Well, thanks right. very much, Kevin, for coming on the podcast and giving thanks us your insight and letting us know how badly you beat Tim in 2016. That was the best part of it. <laughs> I think I shut Tim. I shut you out, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. You didn't even have to play ten. No, I plowed. I plowed eleven. I plowed eleven. Have you tried taking an extra game? Yeah, <laughs> trying to make it look good. In, in all fairness, I don't. I don't think Walter wanted to see me win anyway. So, <laughs> who does really? Right <laughs> we were playing too much bocce. Too much bocce. Too much bocce in the parking lot. Yeah, we were trying to smash that TV. Or in the we were trying. We tried hard. The one, the one, the one bocce in the was it the atrium in Hamilton? Oh where... my goodness! Yeah, lost it over the table. Get over the table and smash the front facade. Oh yeah, who broke the? Was that you yeah, that, that broke the uh, the stage? Yeah, you, you told me to give me a. You told me to give it a heater, so I gave it a heater and bounced it on the front. <laughs> it was a heater, all right. <laughs> Perfect. All right, gentlemen. All, all right. right. Take care. Uh, Thank you very much. Thanks, so you guys, uh, Thanks, man. You're welcome. You guys buddy. have safe travels next week, and we'll see you guys yeah. on Thursday. Sounds are we good. Using, Sounds good. Are we using your van to pick us up? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Can't wait to see you.